The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's, that's me. I stepped on your toes. I did it. That's my bad this time. The podcast where we try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? Uh, I'm a, a little calmer than you. I can. You were, you were jumping the gun assuming that I would screw that up, and I'm hurt. I was. Well, actually, I just got a text from my wife saying she was on her way home. I'm like, I got to finish this before she gets here. I just, I got too eager. See, it's, this is my secret shame. I wouldn't want her to ever know I do a podcast with you. I'm sure she has been keeping it on the down low for so many years. But what I'm not right, keeping what on the... What going on listener-wise, James? What are we okay. What I'm not ashamed of is this question right here. I'm a 32-year-old woman in a full house situation helping my sister raise her children. My nephew, 12, and my niece, 11, have discovered the nerd lifestyle and have asked me to start a D&D campaign for them and their friends and be their DM. I agree. I have spent less than 10 hours playing D&D and have no idea what I'm doing or where to start. Help. Now, Steve, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess you don't know what uh, any of those acronyms mean. So do you, do you want me to help DM, you out here or can you just take it DM is direct message, right? Nope. I'm no, assuming. That's, that's Dungeon Master. And D&D Ooh, that's is like Dungeons and Dragons. Stuff, right? Is this a sexual fetish thing? With uh... <laughs> I'm going to pretend you actually know what's going on here. Can I can I trust you to take this and run, or should I just handle this this one on my own? I'm going to let you handle it first. I've, I know what all that means, and I understand D&D. I've never played it, though. I know this is much more in your field than mine, so uh, take the lead on this one. All right. Well, um... The, the the help at the end has four exclamation marks, so I do feel kind of bad about waiting many, many months to get to this question. But assuming <laughs> okay. you still need the help, uh, this is something I used to do with my uh, with my siblings uh, and and some of our friends back home. The in between high school and college, in there, there was a there was a time when we uh, every summer we would we would get together and do this and uh, gather in a buddy's basement. D and D really is better in somebody's basement. I don't know what it is. I think it's you just have to be below ground. It makes everything a little bit more surreal, uh, a little bit less. <laughs> Judgment. Also, if you spill, uh, you know, your your Doctor Thunder on the carpet, nobody cares. <laughs> so you you need a you need a basement that's just the right level of finish. Like it needs some couches and maybe you know, a throw rug, but it needs to be not so nice. Like comfortable, but if you stay in it, then it's not a big deal. That's really the sweet spot. You don't want to have it upstairs where there's you know other adults and and you have to keep things clean and sanitary and you can't swear sure, and all sure. of that. Anyway, gotta drink Yuhu instead of Doctor yeah. Thunder up there. So uh, Dungeons and Dragons is, is a great social experiment and a great great way to bond with people. So I played this for, for you know several summers doing that, and uh, I was the dungeon master. I was the one making up the story, and just a couple things to note here. I made it all up off the top of my head, and I did not know the rules to the game. So <laughs> I just I just refused to learn. Those books are so thick, and there's so much stuff. Like, I understood the basics of attacking or defending, but, like, I couldn't be bothered to learn how to... Uh, how to like make a character, how to level them up. And so I kind of relied on the players to police themselves, which is always a bad idea. So they, of course, abused this. They went through the rule books and they just came up with, you know, oh yeah, I can be a half bear, half elf, half orc, like, you know, 95 halves of things. And horses, like 10 things total. At one point they created a bear that they said they could ride like a horse. And he ended up being way more powerful than everybody. And somehow he became the mayor of a town. Like this is what happens when you don't plan in advance. Uh, but that's what makes 
makes it great. So I think you're worried here that, you know, maybe uh, the letter writer, if I can get my voice to stop cracking, I'm just so excited about this question. But I think maybe you're worried that you have to put on a big presentation and, uh, you know, impress your, your, your kids here or your sister's kids. And you got to, you know, maybe they put on this great face and have this thing so organized. And you really don't. It's just an interactive story. You just start talking and you see what happens. You see what the players want to do and you build on it. And my personal favorite is just, just punishing them for their mistakes. You just let them do what they want. <laughs> let them do something weird. You say, oh, here's what actually happened. I think my favorite story of all time uh, from Dungeons and & Dragons, and there, and there were many, all these all these fond memories that if you tell somebody who doesn't play Dungeons & Dragons about, they, they look at you like you need to be institutionalized. But, you know, oh, and again, yeah. this is a story we made up as we go. And I never had solutions either. That's the great thing about making it up as you go. Is you don't have to you don't have to solve the problems for it. You just create problems, which is way easier than creating solutions. So there was this town surrounded by these monsters that shoot acid out of their mouths. And uh and uh, the, the, the party of characters, their solution was, let's go out and dig a trench so they can't get to this town. But they didn't want to do the work themselves because they're lazy. So they forced all the men in the town to go out and dig this trench. Well, they forced them to go out and dig with the trench before they dealt with the acid monsters. And all the men in the town were instantly killed. And this wasn't <laughs> something I planned for. This was just something that it was just a fond memory. I look back on how they made every situation worse. Every time they went to go save a town, they ended up destroying it. And that really wasn't a failure because we're still talking about it years later. That's, those are the kind of memories you can build on. And those are the kind of experiences you don't necessarily get with video games or with books or with anything else like that. It's a, it's a collaborative story. It's an excuse to spend time together, an excuse, an excuse to be really present. So uh, my advice here is don't worry about so much about the rules, but worry about the social aspect. Just make sure everybody's having fun, and uh, you'll create some memories that hopefully these kids will remember way into adulthood. Uh, all right, Steve, do you have anything yeah. to contribute to this episode? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I uh, spit a little acid first. But <laughs> I, the part that I really relate to is there is a muscle that's not being exercised much anymore because kids are so stimulated all the time. The fact that they asked Auntie So-and-so to be their dungeon master, I think, is fabulous. That uh, kids get spoon-fed everything they're supposed to see and hear and think. And if your brain works in a way that you can ad-lib a story and just kind of make it up as you go along, I think that's not only good for you and it's engaging, but... To, to teach your kids or your niece and nephew how to do that will serve them later in life. Uh, Breakwell uh, drives a McLaren because of the money he's getting for being an author, and that muscle <laughs> would not have been worked. He's got a little bit of touch by the hand of God, but he's got a little bit of exercising that muscle along the way. And when my kids were little, one of the things I would do at bedtime, I wouldn't read stories, we would make up a story. And uh, my son still talks about this epic we had going on for several months where there was a there was a central core of four characters and it was like a snake and a wolf. And I don't even remember the other one was like a dinosaur and I forgot, but they all had different personalities. They would talk differently like I would do voices and he would he started off just like soaking it in as I would make up these stories or this one story, it, the storyline lasted for several months. And then he became actively involved. Like he wanted to kind of push the plot line and make up different problems and salute. Anyway, but I think that really serves your kids going forward. So I take my hat off to you. And like James said, that, 
you can't screw this up. Like, if you start to get out of line, the kids will look at you like, what are you doing? And then you kind of bring it back between the white and the yellow. And that's really how this is going to go. They're not experts at this either. They're 12 and 11, and they're playing a game from 1983. But you can just get in there and show them how to just build a scene and how to make stuff up and make it work and be okay with all that. I love that stuff, James. I'm glad you said that. And the uh, the creativity you'll find from the kids is really surprising. So with my friends, no matter what they did, all their solutions were violent. It always ended up with everything getting destroyed. We were just a group <laughs> of dudes. Thirteen year old boys. Yeah. It was hilarious. So I started playing a very similar game with my kids. It was a simplified version of D and D, and uh, and we I created a similar problem. But instead of you know acid monsters being out there, the town was surrounded by wolves, and I wanted them to go out there and fight the wolves and have some kind of disaster happen to amuse myself. And instead, they just kept feeding the wolves and made the wolves their friends and turned the wolves into their wolf army. And I, I tweeted that out and it ended up being my top tweet of all time. I got 300,000 likes. All oh, because my, my kids just went a completely different direction. After a lifetime where I thought the only solution to these problems was to, you know, you know slash and kill and burn, they decided to be friends. And as hard as what? I tried to mess that up, I couldn't. They, they succeeded. And uh, it, it was kind of incredible. So you're going to find all these moments that really surprise you. Uh, and I don't think you'll be let down. I, I know that we took us a while to get to this question. I hope you did stick with it. Uh, I hope you. Uh, I hope you really enjoy bonding with uh, with your niece and nephew over this. I think it's something that will benefit everybody. And uh, if you are uh, quarantined, or if they if they're in a different household now, you can't get around. There are apps out there you can use online to play this uh, over the internet. I've done it before, and uh, it's great fun as well. Uh, well, if you have a question you'd like to send in about relationships, it can be between an aunt and a niece and a nephew. It can be husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, <laughs> employee, employer, whatever you've got, send that into James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. And we'll do our best to solve your question in 10 minutes or less. This has been another episode of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.